You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broadus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 70 of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. I'm C.C. Broadus. Joined as always by the turf specialist himself, the turf master, indeed, Alan Schneider. Alan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, Jason. How are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in CC. How are you doing? Oh, I'll <laughs> we'll let you like that. Cheating on us like that. Uh, I get around. I get around. I'm I'm loose. <laughs> we need to take this opportunity to uh, to chastise Mr. Brandon Jaggers, who's no show once again. Even George Jones was around more than this. Is he right? That's exactly right. But uh, yeah, uh, Brandon's painting a room or something like that. I don't know. Maybe there's. He's a newlywed. That could be code. I don't know. Right. I think it is. Uh, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, Kentucky Downs. Kentucky Downs wrapped up its six-day meet on Sunday. Uh, any thoughts on the meet from your eyes? Uh- well, uh, I enjoyed it. Again, uh, I do get a little tired of people going on and on about how it's the same thing with Turfway, that it's so difficult, it's so difficult you can't pick. No, there's, there are races that you're going to miss. We've, we've covered that. There was a couple of days I was not good at all. I, whatever selections I gave it last week were not good. But overall, I, I felt like, you know, uh, the opinions, my, my opinions were pretty solid. I thought the racing was mostly fair. There were a couple of anomalous results. and uh, But you're going to get that. I say it all the time. You want low takeout. You want full fields. That's what it provides you, right? Uh, turf racing is going to be a scarcity around here in, in the near future. So I don't know why you wouldn't soak it up with the big payoffs and stuff. I wish I could have hit a home run. I could not connect for a home run. I connected on some ground rule doubles. I think you may have hit a home run on the closing weekend. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought the racing was, was solid, and I always will. So I'm sad to see it go. Uh, there were a couple times I scratched what little hair on my head uh, I had left after race, but I knew that going in. So uh, I'm looking forward to the 2022 version of Kentucky Downs already. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that all the tracks would kind of work together on this. Because, you know, Churchill opens on Thursday. Uh, no turf course, no turf racing in September or November. It'd be nice if Churchill could open maybe this, you know, maybe on Saturday. Sunday and then Kentucky Downs maybe do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something mm-hmm. or Monday, Wednesday and then Churchill on the weekends and Kentucky Downs during the week or something like that. Just kind of intermingle so we could have uh, I think it'd be a little bit more interesting. But uh, well, you know, as I mentioned, I think on the previous pod, for those who don't know, uh, Kentucky Downs used to intertwine their car with Turfway Park. Turfway Park is synthetic. They'd have their big Turfway Park used to run in September. Uh, Churchill took that over. Uh, and during uh, their weekend cards, I believe the Saturday card, you generally their big Saturday stakes card, uh, Turfway, the synthetic racetrack, they'd run a couple races, then they'd go to Kentucky Downs, and they'd come back. And it was a weird thing, and you had to keep up with it because it got a little confusing. But Turfway and Kentucky Downs used to do that, but no but no more. But I see your point there. Uh, one handicapping angle going forward when Keeneland opens, which is, what, less than three weeks away maybe? Agreed. Yeah, you've got to pay attention to every Kentucky Downs uh, horse that is that that raced during that short meet. 
uh, they're they're going to be live going into Keeneland. Uh, just just pay attention to them, uh, I, especially that opening day. That track had a little give in it on opening yeah. day. Yeah. And I mean, you I think just that see. day was the most bizarre of of the six. Would you say because of the the way the weather played that day? I think that was the most crazy. No, nah, not crazy is not the right word. Forgivable. That's something you may forgive down the road. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Well, it it looked like early in the day that speed was holding, and you couldn't close. Only you know maybe one or two horses closed in the first few races, and then it got to be fair toward the middle of the card. And then in, toward the end of the card, uh, the two big stakes races were one wire to wire. And one of them was by a 35 to one shot. So, yeah, it was an odd day. But I think you can give extra credit to all of those horses that, that run at Keeneland just because they're going to be legged up more than your your average horse. I mean, that, that like I said, that ground had given it. It's kind of like uh, racing on a really deep track and, and it, it should get they should get a little extra fitness out of it. Uh, I'll give you a, the flip side of that. I know that's that's a common a perception and it's genuinely right. Uh, one thing I would give pause to is some of the horses that you see that run well, traditionally Kentucky downs horses that, who generally like the surface. There was a shug horse with Julian Leperuth. I know I can't think of his name off the top of my head or mud pies. Another one horses who generally like that surface. Now when they go to Keeneland, I may give them, I might downgrade them a bit because it seems like the horses that really like Kentucky downs really like it. They may not carry that form elsewhere yeah. as, as well, sharp. And yeah. secondly, but I would also say there's so many mile and five sixteenth races there that those horses are going to have to have somewhere else to run, right? So they may be turning back in distance, going to say like Keeneland. Maybe they go to mile and sixteenth. I might lay off those horses because that run is going to be dulled a bit. It's going to take them a while to get going. Just I, I rarely ever like marathon horses turning back to a more of a moderate turf turf race. So I could see maybe maybe at the mile and five sixteenth they cut back too far. I might I might uh, fade them a little bit. But that's just my own opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, horses beaten five lengths that finished seventh. I think those horses might be live. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Give, give them an extra look. That's all. But, and the uh, turf sprints, the turf sprints at Kentucky Downs are six and a half, right? They play more to middle distance type horses. Whereas now when you go back to uh, turf sprints and say, Keenan, those are going to be five, five, five and a half. I'm not mistaken. So it's something to keep in mind. Not, not all turf sprint distances are the same. So, well, you know, early on in the meet with the, with the, the, portable rails up those races were a little bit longer too it may be six and a half furlongs on paper but they were really seven furlongs you know some of those yeah. with, with the large run-ups I, they made a big deal about that i don't think it was as much uh, with the rails down but uh, just something to keep keep an eye on agreed uh a couple things we want to cover before we get to our guest uh keeneland sales started on monday and they're going to resume for several days and interesting uh to i think it was today yeah the the sales topper was a son of quality road out of catch the moon that means this horse is a half brother to midnight bourbon who was second in the travers uh the the new buyers woodford racing uh, went to 1.6 million dollars to acquire the son of quality road but uh looking at some familiar familiar sires of always american pharaoh has the second Sales topper, then into mischief, tap it, curling. Uh, there's another into mischief, war, warfront, quality road. I mean, uh, the rich get richer in this game. But uh, if you ever get a chance, I always tell you, you need to go to the Keeneland sales, especially uh, on, a, on a day like today or 
uh, when the big horses are sale. It's a big party. And uh, it's, if you don't, if you can't go to the Keeneland sale, go to the Phasic Tipton uh, um, Night of the Stars sale, and usually after the Breeders' Cup. It's it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. Just a lot of, yeah. there's a buzz in the air. It's just, uh, it's interesting. And our buddies at Brilliant Racing, Brandon Stubble and Natalie Gills and and Joe, they're going down there picking us out a horse right now, uh, this week, too, or one or two. I'm not sure I'm in there, but, but uh, we, we bought into that. So there, we've got horses getting purchased on our behalf for a very small, small percentage. But we're excited about that. Uh, well, last thing, uh, this is this sale features the first crop of uh, the 2018 Triple Crown winner, Justify. So uh, I'm looking here. There's a hip number 161. That was yesterday. Justify Colt. Brought nine hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Looks like going to Japan, Japanese interests. So, but we'll see uh, the Justify first crop on the track next year. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And last order of business, of course, Churchill Downs opens on Thursday. Uh, basically, a three-week meet. You definitely want to be there on the weekend, the Saturday cards, because there's going to be a ton of stakes races. Saturday's card is going to feature the the Iroquois and the Pocahontas stakes and the, you know, those horses, those stakes will, will give out, uh, derby points, I, I believe. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's going to be, you know, the, the purses are ridiculous. The, the, the stakes races. I mean, I think this, the smallest purse might be 200,000 for all these stakes races. Uh, we're going to see Nick's go prep for the breeders cup classic. I think on the last weekend of the meet, he's going to run in the Lucas classic. So that should be fun. Uh, yeah, if you can get out, if you can get out at all, go on a Saturday. And uh, it's Saturday night. It's a Saturday. As again, it's night racing this week. Yeah. I've talked many a time about how well Churchill. Again, say it all the time. Churchill catches a little bit of heat, but there's a lot of things they do exceptionally well. Night racing is one of them, and I'm a Kentucky fan. But they're having a Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals version of Midnight Madness out there. They're building a basketball court out there. Correct. A half-court basketball, a basketball team dumping and uh, jumping and dunking and shooting and stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. They, they do it well, as you said. The weather's going to be nice. It's going to be a perfect card. And hell, will be out there. So, I mean, if, if right. you need any other reason uh, to waste your money. So, anyway, so, yeah, but Churchill, we're looking forward to that. That, that, that. They do a really good job with it. Playing the September cards, and this is where you – well, Ellis kind of kicked it off with a lot of two-year-old racing. Uh, we're going to get a ton of two-year-old racing in the next months. How do you, what do you do with two-year-olds? And I mean, when you're playing horizontals, I mean, is it, it like it, it's gotten to me, it used to be really easy. Uh, you could, you could kind of narrow right. down the, the horses that should run well first time out. And it seems like that's not the case anymore. Right? I mean, one of the things I look at is early money or late money. I want to look at the, the double pools. I want to see horses that are getting bet that shouldn't get bet. But, uh, I mean, uh, what do you do here? You trainers? Uh, what science? I do, when, when I, um, at this time of year, I'll be honest, of the three Churchill meets, I, the September one is the least appealing to me. So I think in the past they've had kind of a couple iffy fields, but I think with the purse structure, they'll probably have, and, and no turf racing, they'll probably still have better racing this September than they've had in previous years. Uh, but I prefer two-year-old racing this time of year as opposed to the precocious ones who come and go in the spring and summer at Saratoga and Churchill and other places, uh, because as they stretch out, you, you have the guys that really think their horses are good going down the road. This is when you, is when you see these guys, either they debut the ones they like, or they've got the ones that are stretching out. 
we've talked about on this show before, Ken McPeak is a must play at times at this time of year. His horse will get out to that, get to seven furlongs, get the mile of 16. They'll pop at prices. I look for trainers and I look for distant sires. There's a, you know, the gun runners, the gun runners are going to, I mean, this, that's no secret to anybody. As they stretch out, they're going to be even better. Uh, so the, uh, as these guys get longer, you can, you can tell the, the trainers who wait for this spot that, that their well, horses finally get some ground to go over. And uh, off the top of my I'll head, the peak is probably uh, number one. I'll tell you uh, material that you need to have. I, I would get Brisnet for every single two-year-old race, every two-year-old card. Any, any card that's got two-year-old races on it, I would, I would get Brisnet and look at that damn information. Uh, you want to know, you know, how many if the dam has produced winners, uh, turf turf starters, turf winners, uh, dam production index. You want to know all that stuff, uh, and it's it's right there in the Brisnet in the ultimate past performances. Uh, if you're with Twin Spires, you get it free. Yeah, uh, I can't say enough about it. I'm a big fan, yeah. and, I, and and Twin Spires doesn't pay me, Church. They don't pay us. We just we we talk about what we like, right? And that's yeah. what we like. Absolutely. And it's vital information. I mean, it's vital information if you're going to play two-year-old racing. And that's going to be a key component uh, throughout the rest of the year, uh, in especially in Kentucky. So, Without question. All right. Without further ado, we have a guest tonight, and we'll introduce her right now. Okay. Our guest tonight on the Auxiliary Gate podcast hails from County Tipperary in Ireland. She's a jockey that started her career in Europe. <laughs> and has made her way to Kentucky to continue her riding career. So far, she's gone to the winner's circle at least 157 times and has amassed over $3 million in earnings. In case you missed it, our guest won, a, uh, won one of those rich starter allowance races at Kentucky Downs on opening weekend. She's earned a reputation as a very good turf rider, and we've gotten a chance to pull her away from her busy schedule of riding all of the local tracks. And, of course, we're talking about Julie Burke. Julie, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. We're very happy to have you join us. Uh, I'm going to pay you a, a, an ultimate compliment. Uh, one of our buddies, uh, Phil McIntyre, who's been on our podcast a couple of times, kind of tip, tipped us off, say, hey, you need to you need to keep an eye on Julie Burke. Uh, she's a good mm-hmm. rider. She's an underrated rider. So, Julie, I uh, anytime I'm handicapping a race, Mm-hmm. If I see your name, I take an extra look because I, I know you're you're a very good rider. I know you're a very good turf rider, and you're very underrated. So it, from me to you, that is a that is a the ultimate compliment. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> so you won uh, you won that starter allowance on a horse named Sunny One mm-hmm. uh, on opening weekend at Kentucky Downs, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, what's it like to ride Kentucky Downs? Do you you think you have an advantage? on a track like that because uh you know where you're from and all um i i i think i i really enjoy riding there because it's um it's something different from your everyday um u.s track and um yeah i think i think um yeah definitely used to tracks like that um i used to when i was in in ireland and england i was riding tracks like that every day so it's um yeah. So uh, I have a question about the, the track itself. Uh, you know, when you're going into that turn, there's a there's a, a, a bit of a dip. You go downhill a little bit. And you're going full speed. Is, is that a big deal at all? I, I always, 
course, you know, I have no courage at all, but riding a, riding a horse going 37 miles an hour down a, down a dip going downhill, it seems really dangerous. Is, is that something where you're in control or is it something you don't think about? Um, it's something I don't think about. Um, I actually really enjoy it. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely racing pretty quick down that hill and, and we get racing pretty quickly into that, into once we, once we turn into the straight. But um, yeah, it 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 can get pretty tight coming down that hill because everyone is is hustling for their positions there, and um, yeah, it, it it it's pretty um. Uh, there's a lot of horses that don't take to it, and there's a lot of horses that love it. So. Right, I understand that. Uh, so you started out, and or you're from Ireland, and then you moved mm-hmm. to England. When you started yeah. your riding career, why why did you decide to, to come to America to ride? Um, so I'd done really good as a, an apprentice in England, and um, I rolled my claim out pretty quickly there. And then it was kind of I was kind of when you lose your claim, you kind of you, you kind of have to have a a job as a first jockey with someone. And I was I was kind of you know being. I was in a yard where I was being second or third and it was just the winners were just becoming harder to get and um, so I decided actually I came over here on kind of just a break I wasn't really um, intending to race ride um, so yeah that's what kind of happened that's how that happened so I think I read that you wanted to be a steeplechase jockey at some point in your career but mm-hmm. you but really it's it's that's more for for heavier riders is that correct yeah yeah um my uh my family are big into um steeplechasing um we have uh my two well my my two brothers when i was growing up uh were steeplechase jockeys and um my dad trains them um he trains flat horses as well but mostly steeplechasers and um yeah, that's all I ever wanted to do, but right. too small. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, I noticed that you know, I don't know a whole lot about steeplechase racing, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the riders are listed at, what, 140, 150, 160 pounds. Is that a physics thing? Is that something that if you were riding a steeplechase horse and you made a jump, you just fly off? Or, or what's what's behind why you couldn't be able to ride? Yeah, it's – yeah, just – when you get a fall, like they get a fall, I think it's every 10 rides, they're kind of get a fall. So it's, um, I don't think I would have lasted very long. Um, yeah, they get, they get a lot of really bad injuries and somebody, my weight just, I, I wouldn't be able for that. So, so that's, I think, yeah, that's the reason really, I think why. So did you fit in very well here? I, I know there's a lot of Irish connections. Uh, uh, I'm thinking of Andrew McKeever and uh, Connor Murphy. And, you uh, mm-hmm. know, yeah, I, I assume you, 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 you hit it pretty good here early on. You probably, you know, you're not, you weren't too homesick, right? No, uh, Lexington, what, I fell in love with Lexington. Um, there's a, yeah, there's loads of Irish people around here and they're all, they're all willing to help you and, um, it was actually Jerry O'Dwyer who gave me my first winner over here. I think my um, he, uh, him, and I think 
uh, John Ennis kind of pushed me to to race right over here. I didn't I didn't really want to. I didn't. Um, I kind of just came here to kind of escape it all. But um, they kind of pushed me and um, yeah, Jerry gave me my first winner. So. So are you going to stick to a, a you know staying in Lexington you know, ride Turfway in the winter and and, and stick to Kentucky tracks and Belterra and Indiana Grand? Is that your plan going forward? Yeah, I, yeah, that is. It's like um, I suppose I'm kind of um, I don't really get too many dirt rides, and it they're becoming scarcer and scarcer for me every year. So um, I kind of have to travel. Um, so yeah, that's the plan, and I ride a lot for the trainers here in Lexington at the training center and at Keeneland, and um, they kind of ship all over the place. So I kind of just follow follow them. I think you're an underrated rider. Do you think you're underrated? <laughs> I I don't know. I I I think I I should I think I should be getting more rides, but yeah. I think you should too. Yeah, if, I do too. That's why you're on this podcast. I do too. Go ahead. <laughs> We've got our eye on you. You you always uh, uh, you always outperform your odds. It seems. Oh, like. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We 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 think a lot of you. Uh, Thank I'll you. turn it over to Alan. Alan, do you have any questions for Julie Burke? Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say from before we do get started, with Julie, she also rides. I know she rides for Larry Demaretti, correct? Yes, and, Larry. Uh, yeah, he's a good supporter of mine. And Byron Hughes, and this is gonna be a handicapping tip for anybody listening yeah. to this. In the tur in the winter, when they go to Turfway, and Byron Hughes has a horse that's got one start, and he starts to stretch it out, and he puts Julie Burke on it. Y'all better watch out, cause that horse is going to hit the board at at the very least at seventy or eighty to one. That's my handicapping <laughs> tip for the day, and you know that Julie, right? Byron yeah, Hughes' yeah. horses get better as they stretch out, correct? Oh, they do. Yeah, he, he likes to, um, especially first time starters, he likes to start them off short, and um, yeah, then stretch them out. Second and then uh, and then you guys uh crash uh, the exotics at, at, at I'm serious 50 to 1 that's my handicapping tip as I take a pause from the interview to let people know that Byron Hughes and Julie Burke at Turfway Park <laughs> back to the interview <laughs> um you mentioned dirt racing a moment ago and I and I'm guessing in Ireland you have majority turf racing I know there's a few synthetic tracks correct uh, if I'm not mistaken uh, synthetic there's one uh, synthetic track. It's a poly track, um, Dundalk. Um, yeah. So you don't get a lot of dirt racing over there, correct? I mean, I'm assuming it's very, very rare, no, right? There's n- there's no dirt racing in Ireland. Yeah. So, but you, Alexander Larry Demerty put you on a lot of his horses on dirt over here, and there's a, there's a really good two year old I think you guys had last year. I mean, the name escapes me. Um, uh, you know there was a Philly, yeah. Um, Lady Glamour, I think. Lady Glamour. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that you did perform very well on that horse. So the yeah. interesting thing is, you you do the circuit around here, and you, you're riding you're riding basic turf, you're riding the Kentucky Downs crazy European turf, you're riding synthetic, you're riding dirt. Mm-hmm. So if you can do it, you do everything. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering how similar is the Kentucky Downs turf to all the Irish turf courses over there. Uh, I know CC touched on a moment ago, but is is that more your home? Is that what it feels like to be riding in Ireland, or is it Belterra Park or Churchill Downs, which which is closer to closer to what you're accustomed to growing up? Um, the tracks, um, other than Kentucky Downs, the tracks here are like you know they're they're 
would be considered a really tight track at home. Um, there, I wouldn't think there are anything like tracks at home, but um, I think the way the Kentucky riders ride on the grass, I think they're like they're um, they ride tight and they're re- there. I think there's really some really good turf riders in Kentucky, but oh, um, yeah. So, but the but the uh, the tracks are nothing nothing like the tracks at home. You you know you have you have tracks that are two miles a circuit mile six mile and a half you know you know you have massive tracks at home massive galloping tracks here uh, well you know we, we mentioned you coming over here from ireland you said you didn't really intend to but leaving ireland and come over here that's a pretty big pretty big courageous move plus you're coming over here to ride in jockey collins where it's, it's a male dominated sport let's be honest so mm-hmm. Did you have any ner- any nerves about that? I mean, you seem like you compete well against uh, in, in a sport that honestly is uh, dominated by men. Yeah. Uh, how's that went for you? Um, is it tough? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't really know anything else. Um, when when I started off in Ireland, I think I was probably the only apprentice rider female, and I was I, only female on the flat at the time. And I think. And I was an apprentice, so I didn't really have anyone to talk to, you know, about in the females changing room. But I had plenty of um, plenty of other jockeys to go to. But yeah, that was it's. I, I don't really know anything else. It was pretty. Um, once I went to England, though, there was a there was a few more um, female jockeys riding, but not a lot. So you you be alone a lot of the time in the changing room. So that's something I'm pretty used to. Gotcha. Do you have a favorite uh, track that you ride in this circuit around here? Is one that you like more than others? Is it one that you really get a kick out of? Man, uh, turf is playing a lot of fun. <laughs> Keeneland, I, I haven't ridden too many winners there, but um, anytime I have a winner there, it's yeah, it's like having a winner at home. It's um, the crowd is it, like they're it's kind of um i don't know how to explain it. it's kind of on top of you so the atmosphere is it's breathtaking right it, it, yeah. I mean, i'm sure it throws you for a loop it's it's got to be like when you cross when you cross the wire first and you come back i've got to imagine you have forty thousand people screaming for you yeah it, it's got to be on top of the world right exactly yeah it's it's really fun riding there even even if you don't win there it's like even if you're like outlast it's like it's just you know you don't mind riding a 30 to one shot there because it's just atmosphere it's just pretty cool so it's kind of funny you mentioned winning at keeneland on the turf course on 30 to one shots one horse i wanted to bring up because uh, I was going to ask you what some of the highlights of your career are, but there's one I would have to think is probably near the top. There's a horse called Tweety Show. Yeah. Right? Tweety Show has got to be one of your favorites. For those that don't know, Tweety Show is a marathon turf horse, likes to go about a mile and a half. Is that fair to say, Julie? Yeah, that's her best trip, I'd say. And uh, Julie rides the tail off that horse and is won sometimes with it. Early. And I believe, I want to say you've won at least once at Keeneland. Am I right about that, with Tweety Show? Yeah, she did, yeah. Is that one of your highlights right there, winning on that one? Yeah, I think she had a good she had a good run there. I think it was 2019. Um, she won. She was second at Kentucky Downs, and then came and won at uh, Keeneland, and then she won again at um, Churchill Downs. Yeah, that was a, that was a good run. 
So are there any other uh, moments that stick out, for, whether it be back in Europe when you first started riding or over here in this country, any, any, any career highlights that, that really stick with you thus far? I mean, I know you've got many more to come, but uh, what sticks out in the career of Julie Burke so far? Um, I think um, I was nominated for Leicester back in England, which is kind of like um, the Oscars. Oh. in England, so I was nominated for that was a big highlight and um uh yeah I was like I've I've ridden some really decent uh sprinters back in the UK for Kevin Ryan. Um he used to put me up in um all those big sprints on a Saturday and um I've won I think Shoshone Wind, I think I won a listed listed handicap on her. That was probably one of my highlights and um yeah, I think um yeah. Well, you cut. You know, you come from a um, you you come from an era, uh, a place with a lot of great jockeys overseas, and you've raced a lot of great jockeys over here. Is there anybody that you looked up to, whether it be as uh, as a young uh, as a youngster growing up, or even today? Is there someone that you look up to historically, yeah. or even in the jocks room uh, these days? Um. Well, when I was growing up, it was Mick Canan. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought he was. I, I thought I still think he was the perfect jockey. He had the style. He had, he had the brain. He had strength in the finish. He was just yeah. He was um, yeah. He I looked up to him and um. I suppose when I came over to the U.S. I really liked the French jockeys Julian Leperu and Florent Leperu. No, they're really uh, You picked some good ones there. Um, uh, is is there any like. Because you ride around so much, you most people don't realize like some of these jockeys that do the do the circuit around here with Indiana Grand running on the Mondays and Tuesdays and Kentucky Downs running their funky schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do a lot of driving, right? Getting back and forth to this little uh, pentagram of tracks we have in this area. You do a lot of it, a lot of driving, right? Yeah, I do. It's kind of like I thought when I started riding here, I'd be escaping all the driving because you do a no. lot, a lot in Ireland and England, but. It actually, it's um, it's not still not as bad as at home, but um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of driving. I, I'd be driving to India, back and forth to Indiana, which is two and a half hours, and um, Belterra, which is an hour and a half from Lexington, and yeah, then you have Eland's the only local track to me, and then you have Churchill, which is an hour. So yeah, putting a lot of miles in the car. Yeah, but Keeneland's opening soon. So yep. you only have to drive, just go walk out the back door basically once that opens and stuff. So you're going to save a little mileage, maybe yeah. get a couple more turf wonders there and stuff too. But do you like riding on the dirt? I mean, I'm, I'm, you're very good. You're a very good dirt. You're a very good synthetic rider. I got to say, I'm, yeah. I feel very closely and you're an excellent uh, synthetic rider. Do you like, do you enjoy riding on the dirt? Um, yeah, I do. I think, I think, um, if you have the right horse, I think it's like, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but when you have the, when you have um, a slow one, it, it's not fun because you just get buckets of kickback and it's it's just not fun for anyone. But um, I think it, yeah, if you have the right if you have the right horse horses in the right race and jumps and travels and um, yeah, I don't I don't mind riding on it. Um, you know, this is a bit of off topic for me personally, whatever. But you know, I'm fascinated by Ireland. And by the way, I love your accent. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. 
but I've always been fascinated by the country of Ireland. And for someone like me, number one, sports. Are you into Irish? Are you into cricket and soccer and all that stuff that I don't know anything about? Um, I'm into big into rugby. Um, oh, rugby. I, yeah, I'm big into um, hurling, uh, the, which is the the um, sport. Broom. It's a, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's I suppose it's kind of like um, lacrosse, something similar to that, except yes, it's something similar to. That. I think it's it's one of the fastest field games in the world. It's played really? by amateurs. Yeah, yeah. See, well, we all have a different podcast where we have you on where you can explain the rules of all that stuff to me yeah. because I love to know that stuff. But I'm a football, baseball, basketball guy. So I was wondering, uh, do, do you watch any of the American sports? I do, yeah. I, I like pretty much anything, any sports I'll, I'll watch. And my, actually, my husband's got me into, he's a big um, St. Louis Cardinals fan. So um, oh. I kind of got into that while I was over here. In uh, baseball, right? You're yeah, not baseball. that far from that. You're only four hours. Uh, Louisville's four hours away from St. Louis. You can drive there and see a game one day. You know that, right? Yeah, I've I've been to a game actually. It was there last or was it? No, the year before. Um, when they got into the um, was the playoffs. I went up really? to went up to one of the games. So yeah. Is that fun? Did you drink any beer there? Yeah. Probably weak beer, yeah. you isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's only two. Uh, St. Louis uh, Bush Stadium is only two hours from Ellis Park. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, it's a pretty yeah. quick drive. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad drive from Lexington. And it, being in Lexington, there's, there's a lot of Irish bars there, and others. Shamrocks. There's a uh, is it Dials? Like I can't Martins. think of the name of the other Linings. Yeah. Uh, do you have being from another country mm-hmm. and being Irish? Do you have bars and restaurants or places to hang out with other bit? That, that make you feel like you're back at home or is it nothing's like being back home? Oh no, it's, uh, it's um, very much like home when you go into um, McCarthy's that's uh, probably not on a, probably not on a Saturday night when all the students are there, but definitely the other nights it's definitely like being at home in McCarthy's and um, then you have the horse and jockey, which is a new bar. It's probably, probably open nearly might be open nearly two years now and you have um molly brooks you have like you have three um irish bars downtown lexington so yeah oh i, I live in louisville but my a lot of friends that live in lexington and uh, so i need i need to know all these irish bars i know lenogs and i know and i know shamrocks but oh. i didn't know those so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep that in mind when i go back down there yeah. If I see it there, I'll buy you a Guinness, a harp. Which which one would it be? What, what? Um, I like I like my gin and tonics, and I like uh, I've gotten big into bourbon since I come over here. So. Oh no, that's a transplant right there. Good job, good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CC. Well, yeah. While we're talking about uh, blowing off steam, uh, Julia in Lexington, what what do you do to to past the time when you're not riding or, or is it anything in Lexington that you, you like to do or or you know any, any types of restaurants you like uh, pizza places or, or what 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 floats Julie Burke's boat um I like getting outside and doing something outside I, I I've gotten into golf the last two years and I've, I really enjoy doing that and um yeah I like sleep a lot as well <laughs> if I get the time 
that's a favorite pastime of mine. Yeah, that does, you there. golf is a is, apparently is a, a favorite pastime of a lot of jockeys. I, right, we had Chris Landero on. He said he liked to play golf. Right, Alan? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think uh, Robbie Albrado's big into it. There's some other yeah. guys too, big into golf. Yeah, I I, I wasn't I I wasn't really too sure about it, but when I started playing it and like it's it's hard to get good at, but and um that's kind of I re- I want to get good at it, so. <laughs> uh, hey Julie, I don't know much if you know how much you know about American football or college football, but mm-hmm. you live in Lexington. The Kentucky Wildcats play on Saturday nights. You need to get yeah. out to one of those games, okay? Have you been to any of those yet? The football games. Football, what we yeah. call football, not what you yeah. call football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to a UK game. Here okay, good. Yeah, and I um I watched a little bit of their game the, uh, during the weekend there. Um, I was there. They got a good oh, team this year. They got a good oh, team this year. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I might I might have to go to more games. So yeah, I like any I like any sports. Um. Sure sounds like it. You know more about sports than I do. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead, Julie. Julie, uh, uh, after your riding career is over, what's uh, what would be next for you? Um, I'd love to get into like bloodstock. I love um, I love looking at the breeding of horses, and I I love look just looking at horses. Um, so I'd like to get into some yeah something like that either you know, pin hooking or, or, you know, my, my family have about, they have a few good broodmares there. So I help, I help them pick out um, stallions for them and stuff like that. And I really enjoy that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Are you planning to go out to the Keeneland sales this week or next week? Yeah. Um, I think I'm one of the days where I'm not right. I think I'm not racing on Friday. I think so. I'll probably head out with um, Larry Demirid. He um, actually asked me this morning if I was going to go out, so I'm probably give him a call and see if I can go out with him. He usually picks up um, like good cheap horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. 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 So rags, like, rags to yeah. riches. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd like to go out with him and pick his brain, I suppose. Okay. Hey, I one last question for Julie, CC. One last question. Yeah, I got one uh, question. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll hit this. Okay, uh, I just mentioned your Irish accent. Mm-hmm. I love it. What do we sound like? <laughs> Redneck. Are we Kentuckian? Do we Kentuckians think, as a yeah. whole? Yeah. Um, you can say it. Yeah, I, I was thinking you were from Kentucky, but um, I like the Kentucky accent. Do you say y'all yet? Have you learned how to say y'all? No, I haven't. No, <laughs> that means you all. That means a group of people. That's one of the things y'all. we say. Yeah. Well, yeah, she passes it on the way to Turfway, that the, the tower. Florence y'all. Yeah, Florence yeah. y'all. Yeah. 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 Okay, go ahead, CC. Well, I was just going to ask, uh, around Breeders' Cup time, when uh, Coolmore brings their horses over, is that a... Is that something a bit of pride to see their their horses come over here and whoop us? Yeah, yeah. Every, every time <laughs> I every time I see an Irish bred win on the grass, it doesn't. It, I'm pretty proud of it. Who, I, who's who's your favorite horse that's ever uh, come out of Ireland? Um, I think Galileo, and then I think I remember 
I remember, I think probably I started getting into watching the Breeders' Cup. I wouldn't really watch, I wouldn't have watched much US racing, but I remember High Chaparral won. Oh, yeah. Cup. Yeah. Um, did he dead heat, was it? Or he? He did. He, he did won, with Joe Hart. Yeah. Yeah. He won twice. Yeah. Yeah. He won twice. Yeah. So he was kind of like, I was like, yeah, it's American racing looks all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. All right. Well, uh, that's that's all I have, uh, Julie. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, and, it, you know, uh, we notice you. Uh, take. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we, we keep an eye on you, and we know you're a good jockey, and we're going to spread the word. Uh, if there's any trainers out there listening, uh, you might want to give a leg up to Julie Burke because uh, she's one heck of a rider. And uh, Yes, she is. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And she, Get this girl more mounts. She's really good. I'm, I mean, I, she's made me a lot of money. At the end of the day, that's what matters, right? <laughs> exactly yeah. right. All right. Well, Julie, uh, uh, good luck going forward, and uh, hopefully we'll run into each other at some point down the road. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you, Julie. Yep, bye-bye. That's all for now. Good luck at the races, and we hope to see you at a racetrack soon. On behalf of Alan Schneider, this is CC Broadus reminding you that gambling money ain't got no home.